0: Hey, everybody, this is the Playful Humans podcast. I'm your host, Mike Montague, and my guest this week is a speaker, trainer, and facilitator named Rachel Druckenmiller. She is the founder of Unmuted. You can find them at unmutedlife.com or find her on Instagram and LinkedIn. You can find Playful Humans at playfulhumans.com. If you need a little more fun, flow, and fulfillment in your life, Join a community where we help remind and encourage adults to rediscover the power of play. You already know how to do it. So really, we just need to give you a good reminder. You can join the community at PlayfulHumans.com or take a playful personality quiz. Here we go. So welcome to the podcast. We like to start with the joke of the week here. The joke of the week is uh, brought to you by impatient people. Uh, Impatient people need to go to the gym for some weight training. Uh, But that also includes a diet where you are encouraged to go for seconds. Uh, Impatient people. Uh, All right. Uh, The joke of the week is why do the Irish only make soup with less than 239 beans?
1: I have never heard this joke before and I have no idea
0: Because one more would make it too farty Too farty
1: It's actually good. kind of good, I like accents <laughs> too pretty
0: good, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell, you know, whether those are offensive these days or not, but that's alright yeah. We'll roll with it, it's funny um, <laughs> Good joke Rachel, welcome to the podcast Tell us a little bit about Unmuted and, and your story here
1: Yeah. So um, I work with organizations, associations, and leaders and teams, and I I help them to bring their people together. I always infuse some element of playfulness in it um, because that opens up our minds to learn more, right? Like when we're playful, (laughs) right? That helps us to be more receptive to learning that playfulness has this inherent curiosity about it. And that's one of the things that I I want to infuse into everything I do is to create space where people are more curious, more intentional and in how they interact with each other more connected. Um, and so that they can have more meaningful conversations that help them get along better at work um, that help them perform better at work and that help them to be more resilient in the face of like all this crazy stuff that we're dealing with right now in the world. Mm-hmm. um, And so I, I do that through trainings and and interactive workshops and keynotes and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I have, I have a lot of fun doing that, whether it's bringing in like a, um, I don't know, a fun poll or word cloud, like what's your favorite ice cream flavor or, <laughs> um, what you know, or singing them songs, flavor? uh, mint chocolate chip.
0: All right. I think I'm a rainbow Sherbert guy. These oh, uh.
1: Okay. I don't hear that very often. I usually hear like cookie dough or like, yeah. you know, but rainbow sherbet. that's, This is the
0: first that I've heard this. Well, there you go. I like it. Uh, And I love what you're doing there. Yeah, too. I I saw two things when uh, we met on LinkedIn uh, that number one was um, obviously doing a lot of exercises and playful facilitation. And it looks like you're you're having fun with what you do. But the second was the unmuted part. I I feel Mm. like a lot of people struggle from this. And maybe we're kind of attacking the same problem, but from, from different sides, because uh, when I think of of living a muted life, uh, I think about people that are trying to like um, be safe and, mm-hmm. you know, you can sit and watch six hours of Netflix and be just fine. You'll survive another day, but it's not very exciting. You're not creating very much noise and, and you're not um, expressing yourself and being playful and having fun. And I think that kind of happens in all aspects of our life that when we're kids, you know, Uh, toddlers are not muted. uh, right? (laughs) They they don't have a whole lot of filters on there. And studies have shown that we have genius levels of creativity up until about like 13 years of age. And then when we hit puberty and start wanting people to like us and stuff, we start muting ourselves Mm -hmm. and that can come in a lot of different forms. But how do you think about that and and why Mm -hmm. it happens and what we can do about it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, for me, one of the reasons I'm so connected to it is because I, I I feel like I was a kid who was very, uh, I don't know, like an unexpressed, I was an unexpressed version of myself. I was unexpressed emotionally. I was unexpressed, um, creatively in public. I was not unexpressed creatively in private. Like I wrote stories, I wrote poems, I journaled, I loved singing. Um, Mm. you know, but when it came to like putting that in front of people, I thought, oh gosh, like a lot of us do. Well, what if someone judges it? What if it's not good enough? What if I don't, what if I, what if my voice cracks when I sing that note, um, <laughs> right? Like we have all these judgments that we make before we even let other people judge. It's like we prejudge ourselves. Um, and then we, we carry that with us. And I think a lot of it comes from, you know, even just how the education system works, right? It's like, you're, you're awarded for achievement. You're not awarded for creativity or for effort. It's like, did you follow the steps the right way? Here are the right steps to follow. And if it, they, if you get an answer a different way, that's not celebrated or rewarded. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I think this, the system itself sort of like perpetuates this way of being, um, of not wanting to be wrong. So we don't ask questions, um, of curiosity isn't super valued at a lot of just, I think in traditional schooling, um, playfulness isn't necessarily valued unless you're in like a Montessori setting or something like that. Um, and so I think just growing up, you know, I, I learned how to play it safe, um, because, I felt that that would get some degree of acceptance because I didn't really feel like I fit in growing up among my peers. And so I was like, well, one way to fit in is to just like if you're feeling bothered or if someone's upset you, if someone's done something to hurt your feelings, you just don't tell them Um, because then you won't have to ruffle their feathers or upset them at all. And so it's better that you just feel uncomfortable than that you might possibly make them feel uncomfortable for something they did. So. Right. You know, I think we, we do that in all kinds of ways. We, I mean, my, my palate was muted. I had a very, you know, non-eclectic diet and also, and, and then, um, health issues that plagued me from the time I was very little that I just, you know, d- that didn't really have, a, they didn't really get a voice and they, and they needed one. And so I think, you know, as adults, we carry all of this, we carry, it's usually rooted in fear. What if people think of me? Right. What mm, if I'm yeah. not, what if it's not good enough? What if I'm not good enough? Uh, What if I look stupid? Um, What if I what if I ask for that and I don't get it? Or what if I embarrass myself? Or we're just living in this place of fear, which totally diminishes our ability to be creative and play like and playful. Um, You know, so I I think I think all of us struggle with it in different aspects of our lives, and it's I think it's pretty pervasive. Um, And so that's because I've found a way to you know over the years to unmute myself ways of unmuting aspects of my life that i'm like i want other people to experience what joyful aliveness and energy and engagement and purposefulness and expression feel like how freeing it is
0: yeah i i'm right with you and i've kind of been able to do that too now it's weird for me because i feel like I still lost, uh, some of my voice and the expressive, uh, nature, mm. even though I was on the radio, I never really, you know, I, I took some corporate jobs, but I've always kind of been the class clown, even in school and, and mm. stuff and kind of fought against those. But I, I think that still you're, you're at maybe like, okay, maybe I dropped to like a six out of 10 instead of, uh, being a 10 of my full self and other people dropped to a two or a three. But, um, but I still felt that in my life, which is weird to say when you're talking to like a a radio dJ um, you know game show host type personality. but um, but i I find that even with you, I'm glad you mentioned like colors and things as I found that even with like um cars or or your clothes and things, that it's easier to like wear a blue suit and a blue tie and fit in than it is to wear something crazy or express yourself or not wear a suit and wear jeans and tennis shoes and, and be comfortable and do your best work. But, uh, the the other side of this problem for me is that it's exactly what we need. So we have developed computers and technology that can follow instructions, that can, you know, push the right buttons at the right time and can work way longer and and faster than humans. And so we need humans to be creative and playful and create human connections with other people. And that's exactly the thing we've been training out for the last hundred years or or so. And it's create this massive demand for people to be creative. And then we had COVID. And yeah. so it's like, oh, we're let's remove all of the connections with other human beings and yeah. make it all virtual. And now I feel like we need to reconnect and, and re-engage with, with people. But let's talk about that process for you a little bit. How did you start yeah. finding your voice or how do you encourage other people to do that?
1: I mean, it was over a period of time. People were like, when did you get unmuted, right? They're like, there must be a moment. And I'm like, there's not a moment. There's not a three-step <laughs> process. Like, I just don't believe in, I'm not prescriptive. The nature of who yeah. I am and how I am. And I've had people challenge me. They're like, well, you need to have, I was on a podcast one time and someone's like, we well, need to have the three-step process. And I'm like, I'm not a three-step process kind of gal. I'm just not. Because I just don't believe life is that, is that black and white. I just, I don't. I think people's circumstances are different. I think their, you know, capabilities are different. I think their tendencies are different and their motivations are different. And so I think part of it is for people to just pause and to ask themselves, what's an area of my life where I feel like I'm holding back in some way? What's an area of my life where I feel like I'm silencing myself or I'm muting myself or I'm not advocating for what I need or want? What's an area of my life that I'm doing that? And to identify what one of those areas might be, or maybe even multiple areas. Um, And then to, to think about, well, what is it? What would happen if, what might happen? What are all the scenarios, not just the worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. What are all the scenarios of what could possibly happen if you were to step forward and be a bit more emboldened in that area of your life instead of holding back? What What are all the possibilities? Because we tend to think of, well, this is the worst thing that would ever happen if I did this thing, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like if I speak up, if, I, if I'm vulnerable, if I share, this is all like the, just the mess that's going to come after me. And I'm not about that. So I'm just not going to do it. Instead of imagining, well, what this this really good thing? Maybe I might get what I want. Oh, how about that? Like, yeah, <laughs> that that would be revolutionary. And, and then what? Then you'd get what you want. And then you wouldn't have to be so bothered by this and mentally and emotionally holding on to this thing that you've told your story, you yourself a story about. So, mm-hmm. I think that's one step is to just think through what's an area of your life, um, in a relationship, physically with your body. Has your body been sending you signals that you're ignoring? Um, I did that for a long time. Um, do you have a form of creative expression? Do you love to write or to sing or to jam on a guitar or to dance or, um, to make Legos, right? Like you were saying, like, what is a form of creative expression, even that you liked as a kid that maybe you haven't done in a while that you could possibly start exploring? Cause it's just like, it's these little things. It's this collection of little moments over time that I think make us feel alive. And that feeling of aliveness I think it's it's it has this domino effect. When you feel alive in one area, you're like, it's kind of, might feel unfamiliar, but it kind of feels good. Like, I like how this feels. How could I have more of this? How could I have more yes. of this? Um, and so, you know, that's kind of very simplified version. Just one way of get curious, ask yourself a question and think about what is one little step that I could take or one big step that I could take to move toward the possibility of an outcome that I want instead of focusing so much on the outcome that you don't want.
0: Well, I love all of that because that's exactly what I've been talking about in my, my philosophy recently is that, uh, you know, again, people don't need, they know how to be creative. They know how to express themselves. They've just forgotten or they just don't do it. So, mm-hmm. uh, And also, and following dis- uh, instructions doesn't fix this problem. So if we give you a three-step process for unlocking your creativity, we're muting your creativity we're telling you what to do. So you follow instructions. That's not creative. No. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, I love what you said to finding little ways. Sometimes for me, it's just little things that get me outside of my comfort zone. Like, you know, wearing a, a shirt, I wouldn't normally wear or a, a funny hat or something. Uh, I, I got to dress up the dome somehow. So I, I got a lot of wigs and, <laughs> and other things or, or, um, you know, just like you said, doing anything, get outside and play. Remember what you used to do, you know, watch kids there. That's awesome yeah. too. If you have any, you know, children or nieces and nephews, like put down the phone, turn off the TV and go yeah. play, like do some, you know, uh playing creativity and imagination with dolls or, or building blocks or creating yeah. your own game. Kids yeah. make up games all the time. And so we all have that superpower inside of us. We just don't use it. And so, That, uh, that's so amazing for me, but I wanted to ask you a little bit where we differ is I think you've also gone into the, the area of sort of assertiveness and asking Mm -hmm. for what you want and expressing yourself, which I kind of focus more on the enjoyment of life and let's, Hey, let's go play and go do this. But I do think part of that is saying, Hey, uh, I need a day off or I'm taking an hour off for myself to go play and have fun. And sometimes those conversations are difficult Or on the flip side of that, sometimes other people tell you that you can't uh, play or you shouldn't do that. And it Mm -hmm. might be well-meaning people. It might be, you know, a boss or it might be a parent or somebody that's given you that script. But uh, but I think you have to learn how to assertively just say, "Uh, yeah, I know it's silly and I don't care and I'm going to go do it anyway. And that's Mm -hmm. really tough for people. Can you talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about the assertiveness side of your unmuted?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it for people, a couple things comes down to one, it can come down to a feeling of unworthiness, why they don't ask for what they want. I'm not really worthy of Mm. what I want. Um, They really believe that because maybe growing up, they felt like, you know, they were a burden. A lot of adults, I think you know, go through experiences where they feel like they've burdened somebody. Maybe they had a parent who just wasn't capable of fully parenting the way they needed to, which happens to a lot of people. And then they had to step in and play parent. And so they just got really good at being the responsible one and have forgotten that they also have permission to uh, take a break and to take a step down and to relax and to be off. Um and so much of it I think is to recognize that the reason this is hard for people the reason it's hard for people to do this is because this identity of of achievement and and having it together and even for some people being stoic is part of their identity. Mm. So when you're asking somebody to change something that's related to who they are in the core of their being they're going to resist that. Like the natural tendency when your being and your identity is somehow questioned or or under attack um or asked to change is that we become defensive. And so part of it is just even knowing that about yourself. Like I'll give you a perfect, this is, <laughs> this is so timely, a perfect example. So this weekend I was, I had mentioned before we got on the, the the show, I was hanging out with my college roommate and her husband for the weekend. I went to their house, played a bunch of games. I woke up yesterday morning and I had logged on to LinkedIn and there was something that I wanted to share. There was a post I wanted to to put up about just Gen Z and returning to work and what they need and what they want from people. I'd read a bunch of articles and I'm laying in bed and and this person, my best friend, she knows me like really, really well. I mean, we've known each other 20 years Um, and I'm laying there and my husband kept peeking in and, and he was like, Hey, are you coming out? And I was like, yeah, I'll be there in a second. I'll be there in a second. And normally when I'm with friends and like, I'm not on, I'm not on my phone. I'm very present. I'm not like working, I I generally I'm I'm able to separate those two things. I'm not even like Instagramming what we're doing. Like my phone is in a different room. It's not even necessarily with me. But for whatever reason yesterday morning was different. And so my friend's husband, who also knows me very well, sent me a meeting request um that said <laughs> breakfast networking location on the patio. <laughs> and I just had this moment of like, Rachel, come back to being present. And so then, like, I took five minutes, finished what I was doing for my phone away. went outside and had breakfast. I was like, I'm sorry. But, like, they were playful about it. Like, they could have been like, stop it. What are you doing? Right. Get yeah. out here and hang out with us. Um, And it was like an hour. And and they were playful about it. And, and it gave me just this reminder of, like, you can write the damn LinkedIn post tomorrow. Like, just yeah. stop it, you know? So, again, like I said, that doesn't – that's not – the norm. Like normally I wouldn't do something like that, especially if I were like visiting somebody, but I did yesterday. And I guess it kind of fits into the conversation today about the importance of one, just having, letting people in your life that know you well, letting them call you out, asking Mm -hmm. them, even asking them to, if you know that you're someone who doesn't prioritize rest, if you don't prioritize play, have at least one person that you can go to, to say, Hey, look, I have a tendency to do X, Y, and Z. And so what I'm asking you to do is something very specific. I want you to make sure check in with me to make sure that once every eight weeks, I'm taking a day to myself. That's not a weekend day. This is just a for instance, and that I have sent you what my itinerary is for that day, what my plan is for that day. And it might just be like massage in the morning, lunch with a friend, yes. book in the afternoon. It doesn't have to be like play by play, hour by hour, but to have somebody hold you accountable um, for the thing it is that you want to do for like this life that you want to have to. To put yourself, you know, kind of a, a bit in that spot of discomfort of letting someone call you out if you're not living the way that you truly say you want to intentionally and playfully. um, And, you know, so I think that's I think that's one part of it is is that accountability piece, you know?
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, one, it's just life's more fun with with friends and, and other people around. But also everybody's different. So they, what is scary for you is not scary for other people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, both of us love to sing karaoke. If that Mm -hmm. is terrifying to you, go with somebody that, you know, loves to do it all the time and they'll show you how it's done or sing with you. And it's, it's fun and it gets you out of your comfort zone or, or whatever it is. You know, if you feel like you're a bad painter or, or, uh, you don't like to draw or whatever, try it with somebody that does and they'll show you how to get there and they'll help hold you accountable. I think that's, uh, that's really great advice. And it is an easy way to, uh, create a safe space for yourself to, to go play and give you permission and, and encouragement to do so. That's, that's awesome. I wanted to get to know you a little bit better though, Rachel, and and ask about yours. So it sounds like, uh, you're very similar to me. Like you did have some normal jobs and you kind of fell into the, uh, the trap of, um, you know, being muted and then got unmuted, Mm -hmm. but I'm wondering like what, what is like the most fun you had or, or how would you describe like your personal brand? What, what is you unmuted uh, at like a full <laughs> level? full tilt. Yeah. Me on
1: full tilt is like why well, I always have these birthday hats at my computer. Cause I sing happy birthday to people when I'm on calls with them. Um, me unmuted is like, I have all, I have probably like a dozen of these like graphic tees that I wear that have different messages. They're all like different colors or like pink and purple and blue and green and yellow. And, um, they have phrases on them that reflect things that are meaningful to me. Like, um, choose to shine grace and grit, be the light. This is humankind. Um, uh, choose kindness. Um, there's a lot around kindness. (laughs) Um, Oh, this is who I'm meant to be. This is me from the greatest showman. I have that shirt. So part of it is I use, like I've started to use my, what I wear to communicate who I am and what I believe in. Um, and it's me like singing, like it's me on like doing karaoke or something, you know, to a song that I, that I, that I love and get excited about. Um, or it's just, you know, in the midst of a workshop or like a keynote or something, I, I sing relevant to the topic. So like if I'm doing a session around, um, I'm still standing, rising up with resilience, like when life knocks you down. So I got, I was not funny, but it's a, it's a real story of what happened last. I got hit by a pickup truck in May of 2020 and fractured my back. And I was like, I'm going to use this. Like, <laughs> this, yeah. this is like comedians, right? Like whenever mm-hmm. you're in that space of like a storyteller, a comedian, a speaker, a uh, writer, when unfortunate things happen in your life, I think it's important one to give yourself permission to grieve and to feel. And I did that for myself, which was very important to like, feel the fullness of whatever you're feeling in the moment. And I was like, I am sure as heck not going to let a story like this be, be wasted. And so I was like, I'm going to, I was already talking about resilience prior to the accident, but I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to sing a little bit of like, you know, like, don't you know, I'm still standing better than I ever did. Like I'm going to bring some Elton John into it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be playful about it. Right. And I'm going to, cause music lifts me up like music. I take voice lessons every Monday um, with my voice, that's with a so voice awful. instructor, which is so fun. Like for me, that's a form of play. Like every Monday on my calendar, she's on vacation this week, so we don't have it today, but um, I added that I started doing that in February and it's now, as we're talking, it's, you know, end of August. And so that was for me, something that I knew was a form of release as a form of play. was a form of joy. Um, it's a form of presencing. I'm very present when I'm singing. Um, and so that was something that I knew if I added that into my life, like that would make me feel more alive. So, so I'm alive when I'm, and I'm alive when I'm dancing, like my husband and I like at weddings, I like drag, he likes to dance too, I am fine being the first person on the dance floor. He would probably wait till like song number five, but. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like dancing, sure. singing along with a group of friends to like, I don't know, music from my youth. That is like the most alive, energized in the moment version yeah. of me. Uh,
0: I mean, that's, that's perfect. I think I, I can relate to that a lot. Um I think. One thing is funny is what you said about the the storytelling part of it. I've as a public speaker, I've always thought that like I'm a middle aged guy, white guy, middle class from the middle of the country. Like I check no boxes. I need more adversity in my life so that I have at least something interesting to talk about. Uh, but I also heard you say that you uh, use the voice coach and. I get that a lot, too, which is so funny Is people that see me on stage, they're like, oh, you're such a natural up there. You're like, well, a natural took like over 3000 performances <laughs> and I've hired four voice coaches and presentation coaches and stuff. And so what I think people miss a lot of the times that are are still living a muted life is that you don't get there overnight. It's not something that you're born with and that is a talent. It's that we all work at these things yeah. and it takes practice and time to get to where you want to be. And that's such an uh, important thing for people to know is like, you have to start bad. Uh, That's the only place you can start. Uh, And then you'll get good and and have more fun with it over time.
1: Well, uh, one thing I want to add to about that um, was the thing that really helped me fully get unmuted was I went through a a speaker training program three years ago called heroic public speaking. Um, And that was the course that was the catalyst for me to leave my job of 13 years working in benefits consulting. Um, I'd been speaking, you know, since probably 2010, but more intensely starting in probably 2015, 2016. And then in the final years there, I was like, the thing I love to do more than anything else is to speak and train, like for sure, hundred percent, no doubt whatsoever. And I was like, I'm just going to do that all the time. And so it was that program that I had signed up for and we were writing like our, our script for our, our like kind of main talk or whatever. And I was telling the story of how I got unmuted in gospel choir, which I had studied abroad in Spain for a semester in college, came back from that, that experience really unmuted me because of how vibrant the culture is in Spain. And after years of being afraid, like terrified, would not do it, trying out for a solo, I tried out for a solo two months after I came back from studying abroad, got a solo, had a solo every semester after, Um, you know, and I was telling the story of that story. Very Mm -hmm. meta. Um, And I asked my instructor, I mean, my writing coach. So I was working with a writing coach. um, Should I, like, sing? Like, when I get to the point about where I'm talking about how I sang on stage, should I, like, I'm going to be on stage, should I actually sing when I'm telling that story? And she was like, yeah, you should do that. Like, that might work, you know? Um, Like, (laughs) dumb question lady. You know, it wasn't a dumb question, but she was just like, of course, you should sing. And so that was the first time that program, so this was winter of 2019, was the first time I had ever even thought about integrating singing into my speaking.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing how that stuff clicks and how like, it's always something obvious because sometimes what is our superpower is easy to us. Yeah, And that's what it's been for me too, that a lot of times I will just go, Oh, well, nobody's going to pay me to play games uh, because I'm, you know, that's too easy. That's too fun. That doesn't sound right. But you're like, Oh no, nobody else can do that. Yeah. Um, and it's easy for you and it's hard for other people. That means it's, it's valuable, but sometimes yeah. we miss that, that part of it. I also wanted to say that, that sometimes, because uh, I think people, you know, especially if they hear it out of context, go, Oh, uh, people that sing on stage are like weird. Like people that yep. burst into song and stuff, mm-hmm. or they, they start judging and I can already tell from our conversation here that You have a mute button, and you can use it. There are some people who are crazy. I call them the the crazy bow tie people, especially in the play world and stuff. Or they're Mm -hmm. making, you know, wearing Steve Martin balloon animals on their head or arrow through the head uh, stuff. Like we're not talking about a hundred percent all of the time being mental and and
1: obnoxious,
0: (laughs) right? Obnoxious obnoxious (laughs) to people, but we're talking about. At times where you choose, you know, premeditated or when you're you're in a playful state, being able to unmute at all uh, when called upon, I think, is a greater problem than people going overboard, because if you're worried about going overboard, you're not going to. The ones that do are the ones that don't have a stop button, like maybe a former president or, you know, somebody that you could think of like Robin Williams that just doesn't have an off button. Yeah, they're going to be too much for people. But if you're even worried about it, you're not going to be. So just yes. be more of yourself.
1: If you're conscious, if you're conscious, hundred percent, because you're right. People, that's what people think. Sometimes people are like, oh, does unmuted mean I just have to be like loud and out there? It's like, no, no, no. If you, if you being unmuted, here's what I think. If you being unmuted causes a bunch of other people to be muted, that's not working. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think of it, sometimes you need to like, for me, you know, like with singing, I always make sure it's your point that it's relevant. I don't, don't, don't just come on and do like, right. like, ah, like Broadway. Like, Welcome everyone. It's just not my jam, right? It's, it's not my thing. It's not authentic to me. Authenticity really matters. And, and, and so for me, it's like, if I'm doing a workshop about, you know, or a keynote about the importance of, of, of connectedness and how we need connectedness to whether it's from a mental health perspective, or if we need connectedness to help our organization thrive, I might incorporate singing part of the song lean on me, in there because it's relevant right so like or if i'm talking about resilience i'm still standing right or if i'm talking about um something playful that brings you joy it's like this little light of mine or hakuna matata like it's it's relevant you know and for me it's coming from a genuine place of joy and service and when it comes from a genuine place of joy and service it's generally not offensive to other people Um, has there ever been anyone that's commented on a survey it's weird that rachel sings yeah there has been and i my feelings were hurt and i had to like have a moment of like oh my gosh, but do you know how right. vulnerable it is? to like sing? like one of people? out of
0: like a thousand though. Right. Those and I'm are the like, people most that people are, love are mo- it. too muted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that's a thing.
1: I'm not singing uh, to you then. Okay.
0: <laughs> right. You have to, it's not for you. you. You don't listen to the people who don't get the joke. Right. I right. think that's yeah. another thing. And, and I just add to like being unmuted or being playful doesn't mean that there's not a volume control, you Correct. know, or Correct. that there's not a filter. You still have yes. to have to filter your thoughts, even if they're they're unmuted. Yes. Uh, so I appreciate that. Once again, we're talking to Rachel Druckenmiller and you can find her at unmutedlife.com. dot com. Unmuted is the name of the company. Also, you can find her on LinkedIn and Instagram. If you want to connect a good follow, I recommend that. Rachel, would you like to play a game? Let's play a game. All right. We are spinning our prize wheel with 10 games on it and it landed on uh, awkward questions. We haven't played this one for a while, but I have a few awkward questions for you. These are just, uh, just quickies here. I think we've kind of hit this one already, but what advice would you give yourself at age 15
1: Mm, at age 15? Oh, let your voice be heard. Like I, I just held back so much. Like, uh, or let people know you let people in. I just didn't, I was so afraid of being really known. So let people in. That's what I would say.
0: And if you have to join the circus, what role would you choose and why?
1: Um, Like, what are all the roles in a circus? I'm just like thinking of greatest showman. I'm like, whatever, whatever the woman did, whatever the bearded lady did, who sang. I'll be the singing bearded lady. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Crow beard and you're in. <laughs> All right, now this one is the the fun one, and I think the most awkward, so I saved it for last. If you could turn one of your friends into an animal for twenty four hours, which friend and which animal?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could turn a friend into an animal for twenty four hours. Um, oh my gosh! I guess a friend into an animal. Um, I like
0: this one because it's, it's interesting because you can be mean or you can be nice uh, or um, it would be, uh, yeah, there's, there's lots of options here.
1: I mean, gosh, there's so many. Um, I would love to see, I have a friend named Tori, who's just, she's just a beautiful human. I would love to see, and I love peacocks. I would love to see what kind of peacock she would look like because she is just a vibrant, beautiful person. And I would love to see. All the colors that would kind there of there you go. There. I like yeah. that. Huh.
0: I guess we could be more awkward if you could turn your husband into an animal. Which one would it?
1: But he, if 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 he were an animal, by the way, he would be a golden retriever. He's just like very sweet <laughs> and very like playful. He's an elementary school phys ed teacher, so That's very awesome. playful and very fun loving and just loyal and and just easygoing and.
0: Well, good. That sounds awesome. So uh, you did it. You got all three and uh, you earned yourself a free 30 second commercial here. Uh, (laughs) Anything that you would like to ask or give to our audience? How can we help you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd say if um, anything that we've talked about today, I know we've kind of skimmed the surface on this stuff, but if anything that we've talked about, about getting unmuted, about building resilience, about building meaningful connection, even virtually, if any of that is of interest, feel free to ping me on LinkedIn. I'm on there all the time. Um, send me a message through my, again, website, unmutedlife, um, com, or on Instagram, which is at life. I'd love to have a conversation or if something resonates with you. I mean, I know both of us, we love hearing when someone's listening to a conversation that we've had and they get something out of it. Like it's not a bother. We actually really like it when you tell us that something resonated or that you made a change or tell us what's the way you've unmuted yourself. Um, I know I love hearing those stories and I know that that Mike does too so that's that's what I would say
0: absolutely send us a message leave a a comment or a thumbs up I appreciate it Rachel Druckenmiller find her at unmutedlife.com I just realized we should have played the whisper game that's where you put yourself on mute and then you say something and you have to guess so we could have unmuted ourselves a little bit late on that All right. if you want to play with us go to playfulhumans.com and join the club there's also a playful personality quiz you can take there and uh, we'll have all kinds of fun remind you to re-engage with your life so uh subscribe to the podcast itunes google play spotify wherever you're listening to this right now that's probably a good place to start and uh go play everybody have fun don't wait for tomorrow live for today keep on chasing